What's up, Ding Dongs? Right out the gate with right the shit. Right out the gate. Oh, man. He's like feeling powered up from winning the five-minute fight a little while ago. I, <sighs> yeah, I'm over here say? just flexing. Oh, wow. Ugh. Take it to the gym. That's right. Um, Juicer. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I got all like roid raged. Oh, man. Um, that During would a five-minute fight. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, uncharacteristic, even. Um, even though I think, you know what I'll do? I have like a prescription for B12 injections. I'm going to get a B12 injection right before I come in here and just bust through that door. Oh like, what up, bitch? <laughs> I actually wish. I wish that gave me any energy. It really doesn't. I, you'd be like the Tasmanian devil yeah. just spinning around. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. I just win by distraction. Do you remember how in the 90s you could not escape the Tasmanian devil? The Taz. There are a lot of Taz tattoos out there for sure. Well, I mean, once once that calendar turned to December 31st, from December 31st, 1999 to January 1st, 2000, Taz vanished. Like Taz ceased to be a thing. And, you know, maybe in the, you know, elementary school circles I ran in in the 90s. He was inescapable. But as a larger cultural presence, I, I feel like Taz is is largely missing. He didn't even have a huge role in the new Space Jam. Hashtag where's Taz? I, I th- he probably got me too'd. Let's and maybe he did. I mean, he seems dangerous. You I know? mean, Pepe Le Pew got me too'd. Well, and he certainly can't he be the only one of the Looney Tunes. He's predatory. You know, I mean, yeah. he has stinky little thing. Listen, I let me tell you about one of the worst tattoos I've ever seen. I met a guy once uh-huh. whose friend gave him a tattoo while he was sleeping. Ha ha! Fantastic. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. And it was a tattoo of a door, and underneath it, it said the doors. <laughs> that's best uh, thing ever and that like is very the funny. worst chicken scratch writing ever seen that's very funny anyway this is a bad tattoo podcast not, not really not um, i don't have any tattoos but if i did i would get a taz right on my arm speaking right of not um i went to a vintage store not that long ago and they had a whole series of buttons that went from the not days uh-huh. from snl and all of them were like my other car is a ferrari not oh that's that's the yeah. height of comedy i'm voting for mondale not oh. or whatever i can't remember anyway um you know. imagine i i would buy that i would buy that anti-mondale button <laughs> that would be... i will pick one up for you next time okay anyway this is not that podcast this is the side talks podcast let's, that's right uh, let's start talking about movies let's do it Sidewalk home Sidewalk video. Home home video. video. Home video. FBI, open up! Man, sit your ass down. Well, Vestron video. Okay, Sidewalk home video, Corey. All right. I got to tell you, I'm kind of, I've made my way through the Stars Hollow video, at least until I get a better image, which I'm looking for, I'm looking for. Podcast at SidewalkFest.com. If you've got, if you've got a high-resolution image of the Stars Hollow video store, Rachel needs it. There's a really great episode that lists them on Netflix from, uh, excuse me, on on Wikipedia, uh-huh. that is uh, Richard and Stars Hollow. <laughs> and if we can get into that episode and dig in a little bit, you might see some more spines. Anyway, I, I went to a, just a regular old image search, mm-hmm. and I found an image search from a video store that had a section that was that was sort of comfort food was the title of the section. Okay. And they made some interesting genre choices for the comfort <laughs> food section. This is not what I would have put there. Faces but okay. of death. Yeah, that wasn't there. That was in the like tasty treats or something <laughs> section, um, which they also had some other weird food references. But I did find something that I landed my eyes on, and it was you know a row of boobs basically. Sick. And I thought, well, there's something. 
And so here's the name of the film. Okay. Lunch Wagon from 1981, and it's literally just a three boobs sets of boobs across the cover. I, I thought you were talking about the lady from Total Recall. Three boobs. Am <laughs> no, I right, no, folks? No, no, no. Am I right? I'm so sorry. Three sets, full sets of boobs. So six. Yes. Uh, yes. Six total. I'm not good at math, but that's what it looked like. I know my times um, tables, folks. This thing is directed by, is this the real director? This sounds like a director in Ghost World. Directed by Ernest Pentoff. That's a made-up name. I know. I know. That's what I thought, too. Anyway, it's somebody's alias. Maybe. Maybe Martin Scorsese. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Need a little extra money, so he he directed Lunch Wagon in following 1980. Good, uh, following <laughs> right. Raging Bull right. in 1980. Well, the tagline that he gave the film was, finally a movie you can sink your teeth into. But should you? Lunch Wagon. Here is the synopsis, and I was when I was reading the synopsis, I was like, is this the official synopsis? <laughs> is that what this is, or did a two-year-old write it? And I'm so, so sorry. I have to apologize to Ed Sutton, whose email address is edsutton at mindspring.com. No, it's <laughs> You can not. absolutely email him if you'd like, because he wrote it. He's probably not two, and I apologize. That... The- Nobody has a MindSpring email address <laughs> yeah, anymore. That will you. that will bounce right you. back to you. So here is Ed Sutton at MindSpring, E. Sutton at MindSpring.com's synopsis of Lunch Wagon. Three women start a lunch wagon business but run into stiff resistance from their competition, Mr. Schmeckler. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, their presence is interfering with some sort of illegal activity that he's involved with. While Schmeckler's business, excuse me, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I really, my handwriting is terrible, Corey. While Schmeckler's bu- busies himself trying to sabotage their wagon, the women are busy falling in love, as women do, <laughs> with construction guys and rock musicians. Two, sure. And this is the hitter home here, are you ready? Uh-huh. Two bumbling diamond thieves create complications for both sides. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, falling in love with construction workers and rock, rock musicians, musicians as women do. Yeah, and so those are the two types. Okay. Also, as I mentioned, I'm bad at math, but as I mentioned, three sets of boobs, and it says here three women. Uh-huh. So is there two of the women are in love with a construction worker, or do we think two are in love with a rock musician? Maybe there are several rock musicians and one construction worker, or one. Several construction workers and one rock musician. Or, or is maybe it one of the women not worth mentioning. Oh, hey, maybe one of the women ends up with a bumbling jewel thief at the end. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, who knows? Regardless, this is a yes from me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, at <laughs> yeah. what point was this not going to become a yes for me? I'm highly recommending that we see this. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm recommending that we do. And uh, I'm going to stick to that. I have a little bit of trivia from, and I might dig into this further because, you know, I might sink my teeth into Lunch Wagon a little further. But this is all I have for you today is just a few more little quick points that are points of trivia. And that is that this was the largest grossing independent movie of 1981. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? That is. And then I have another little something for Uh you. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Do you know who Dale Bozio is? No, not Um, even remotely. Well, that sounds like a made up name, too. It does. But she's actually the lead singer of Missing Persons. Oh, OK. And so, you know, that's to be noted. She's in this film uh-huh. with the rest of the of Missing Persons, whose album hadn't really dropped until the next year. OK. And if you don't know who she is, Gwen Stefani stole her style completely. Oh. So there's that. And then I've got two more quick things for you. Okay. One of which is on my phone, which is at 1% battery. So it might die while I'm reading it. But here's one you can guess. Cast members 
Pamela Jess Bryant and Rosanna Keaton, I think, mm-hmm. were both former. You want to fill in the blank? Playboy Playmates. You got it. Hey. Playboy Centerfolds. This is my favorite part. I hope my phone doesn't die. In honor of the film's opening, Los Angeles Mayor Tom Bradley proclaimed 11th of September 1981 to be Lunch Wagon Day. Opening day ceremonies including a parade, included a parade of approximately 80 real lunch wagons down Hollywood Boulevard. A nine-minute video of the proceedings entitled Lunch Wagon, The Lost Tape, is available to watch on the internet. This is the strangest. I've never <laughs> heard of this movie. The fuck. And apparently, uh, I mean, I, I you know, it, it's got like Playboy Playmates and the... L.A. Mayor. Well, I mean, was it was directed by it. Ernest Pintoff. Sure, that's true. I mean, you know, how many Academy Award nominations does did he this actually thing has get? one for a short film? Get I'm the pretty fuck sure. Out of here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I need to go look at so that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Martin Scorsese was involved with this. I don't know. Anyway, Lunch Wagon. Lunch Wagon. I am. If you don't watch this film, I know you're going to watch this ceremonial video. Well, uh, we're going to yeah, find obviously. it for sure. What a bizarre film, huh? Okay, well, um, yeah, uh, Playboy Playmates, uh, Lunch Wagons. Don't you agree? Let me say this, too. You never know what might show up at the Sidewalk Cinema. When (laughs) we do VHS Time Machine Night, when we do Bad Movie Night, when we do Skate Night, we have pre-shows for these things. That's right. And I will tell you, come a little early. Because we throw stuff on the screen that is unannounced, that is definitely treat-worthy, and you never know what we might play. And this is getting filed away, Corey, as something that might work well in a pre-show, don't you think? Yeah. Did you see the poster for this thing? I told you, there were boobs. Well, chesty ladies, but oh, they're wearing tank tops. Yeah. And across, all, they're standing in a row, all three might, tank tops. The, there's a giant hot dog that stretches. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. The poster I saw was different. This is a different poster. It stretches from the first lady's tank top oh. all the way across the second lady's tank top and then the third lady's tank top has the end of the hot dog <laughs> and a mouth biting it oh no sink your teeth into lunch that wagon. really wouldn't work unless they were precisely arranged as such <laughs> uh but they are very busty and i guess that's the primary appeal and we don't even see their face don't need to don't no. need it don't they're, need it yeah and i'm pretty sure this is oh, the same man. body just with slightly different tints well, yeah, for the skin they changed the color yeah. of the skin. A well, bit. it's um, it's a great movie, Goes masterpiece, obviously. Um, Lunch Wagon. Um, highly recommended. Highly recommended. As Directed by Martin Scorsese. As far as we know. Under a nom de plume, of course. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. See, I went deeper with this time. You did. Don't waste another minute on your crying. <laughs> okay. Show and tell. It's that time, as y'all know, from my beautiful singing voice. That's right. I am going to throw this to you. Maybe you've seen this. Have I, you seen I this? I have not Boom. seen this. This, this is, is an A24 zine, which I thought you would be especially interested in. Can you I describe am. it a little bit? Because as I, I know you didn't know this, but people can't see us right now. This is issue 21 of the A24 zine, our friends at A24. Uh, 
um, published I ordered these some Boa's Afraid pajamas today, Corey. Oh, my God. You I did? put it on the credit card. That's that's 100 bucks on the credit card. If anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, you can lead a lead gift would be those pajamas for me. Hell yeah. Um, Reimburse. And I'll take a pair as well if you're if you're offering. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just so had to throw that in there. This particular issue of the zine, um, the, the title on the cover is Never Coming to a Theater Near You, and it features advertisements for 30-plus films that were never actually made. These films were advertised in trade publications, but never were actually filmed. And there's some really interesting stuff in here, actually. I figured we'd just name a couple of them. I, you know, I am signed up for the the triple a 24 membership yeah. so i get this just automatically sent to me it's five bucks a month i'm not trying to oh, do a to commercial do for them but i will tell you i enjoy that subscription and you know it is five dollars a month but i do get stuff in the mail and i did get a t-shirt and a mug that's so, super and cool you get a little early access because some of their merch will sell out and eh, you know i'd rather you send sidewalk five dollars a month but if you if you really need you know, that A24 fix, it, it's worth it. And this came directly to me, and I flipped through it, and I thought there was some interesting stuff in there. Do you want to just throw a couple of titles out? So here's an ad for a film that would have been called Meltdown, based on a novel called The Prometheus Crisis. It is a... Um, described as Halloween in a nuclear power plant, and it was to be written and directed by Halloween's own John Carpenter. I know, right? Isn't that crazy to think about? And I guess he, I think it, am I wrong to say, if I'm remembering correctly here, he lost interest in it eventually? Well, um, it says that rights issues kept the film in development hell. Gotcha. Uh, That typically happens to old old John. Um, One of the fascinating things I saw here that I've never heard about is an ad for David Cronenberg's Frankenstein from 1980. That would have been kind of fucking awesome, honestly. Um, I mean, I don't know, probably. Uh, I like David Cronenberg, and to see him work with the ultimate body horror story would have been something. That could go any which way but loose. There are several ads from uh, the Canon Group's attempts to make oh, a it. Spider-Man movie. Love it. Uh, from, as this scene tells us. They were thirsty us, for Spider-Man. 1985 to 1990. And at some point, Golan and Globus hired Toby Hooper to direct. Crazy, right? That would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not fair. Uh, you know, Toby Hooper was a talented guy, but... You, you you think that's no, wrong? That's, that wouldn't that's, have that's, that's not a that's a mismatch for that you. That really wouldn't have worked. Well, give us one more. Just give us one more. Okay, this is, one more. I think this is a great concept. Um, let's see. What's what's one that will be okay? Well, here's something. Um, Mr. T, Michael Winslow, and Tommy Tiny Lister in a movie that would have been titled Three Dudes from Beverly Hills." Wow. Produced by Menachem Golem. Golan, so obviously, you know, we're looking at another Golan Globus canon production. But I love the title, Three Dudes from Beverly Hills. And I love the concept that it would have at long last paired Mr. T with the guy who does all those fun sound effects in the Police Academy movies. Oh, that should have happened. A match made in heaven. Alas, 
we've missed our chance, I think. Anyway, this thing was full of more films than I thought it would be. It's yeah. a pretty thorough little read. And uh, again, I, I, you know, oftentimes you'll you'll hear about a film here or there that, you know, might have might could have happened or somebody's dream film that never got made. But I haven't quite seen an anthology like this that, no. that covers, you know, a, a good number of films that were actually promoted out there in the trade pubs and not made. So anyway, it's a cool zine this time around. One more. A horror movie simply called Cats. Love that. And the From the maker of... Dogs, which is a movie I've never heard of, but according to this caption, it is what happens when you cross Hitchcock's The Birds with dogs. <laughs> so I can only assume that Cats would have been along the same line, but with Cats, which would have made it one of the best movies ever made. So if you hold the rights to Cats, podcast at SidewalkFest.com, because I'll tell you one guy who would be interested in helping you get that off the ground i have no filmmaking experience but he's bought a ticket already i'm but i'm enthusiastic and i've got ideas um uh, first-hand experience with vicious little cats uh anyway this is fantastic i right? really ought to look into this yeah um this this is so much fun so that th- this again is is issue 21 of a24's zine um, and if you are a, a member of their their triple a24 club I guess you've already seen this but I'm not and this is the first thing that has made me seriously consider doing that so thank you for bringing this Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Thomas fucking Cruise and skinny women. Skinny women? You haven't heard the news? No. Well, the according to the Globe uh-huh. and a bunch of other strangely like crappy British publications, Tom Cruise is done with the skinny ladies. Did, did he done. ever have like, did he ever go out and say, I'm only interested in skinny women? I don't know, but or, apparently now he's saying... According, again, according to a close source, uh-huh. that he's looking for some chubby women. Uh, all right. Um, just let <laughs> he me should know. be looking for this some. This is news, Corey. This is, is news, it? according to the Globe. He should be looking for some age appropriate women, is what he should be looking for. <laughs> well, that this I also saw an article where poor guy has had too much filler, and everybody's talking about his puppy face. Well, that thing that that. It'll you come know, down, that y'all. Comes down. Don't worry, yeah. it'll come down. Um, that he he was looking kind of puffy not too long ago. But you know you gotta. He's making the last Mission Impossible movie. He's got to look youthful and vigorous. Let me say something to you, world. First of all, let Tom Cruise chase whoever he wants to chase. Just let him. Well, not whoever. No, I mean (laughs) maybe I maybe I went too far with that. Super well in the past for anybody. Maybe I went too far with that. He's Thomas fucking Cruise. All right, lay off of him. You know, if he if he wants to to date a skinny woman, let him date a skinny woman. Okay, as I agree yeah. with Corey, as long as she's somewhat age appropriate, and we're good and legal. And the and whole legal. thing is consensual on her part. That and needs to happen She hasn't too. been enlisted by by a certain. We don't need to rehash the Me Too movement right this second, even though it doesn't ever hurt. But listen, when this news broke and the photos of his little puffy face and everything else, let me tell you what he was doing. He had flown a plane into an airport. Mm-hmm. Parked the plane, got off the plane with his puffy face, and then got onto a like 
really, really sporty looking motorcycle and drove off to wherever he was going. Fuck y'all. Y'all gonna talk <laughs> about his puffy face? He's fucking awesome. He just landed a fucking plane, got off a plane and got onto a motorcycle and the dude's older than me. Fuck off. So what if he's got a puffy face? So what if he dates skinny ladies? Let him fuck it, or, or not skinny ones, whatever. Let Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, he got off a plane. He got onto a motorcycle. Doesn't matter if he has a puffy face. I mean, you Am I know, myself clear? yeah, you know, I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> Am I wrong? You know, Brad? within. I don't think so. <laughs> he he should be allowed to live his life. I mean, come on, he's he's more than earned the right to, you know, after putting his life in mortal peril for our entertainment so many times, uh, to to puff up his face and date anybody he pleases. I agree. And look, you know what? I, this is the other thing is, you know, oftentimes when you see these plastic surgery disasters yeah. or they're shaming women, which I will say, at least they're shaming a man now. They're shaming women for having so plastic it's surgery. It's like, well, it is. It's like, you need to be beautiful. And if you're not beautiful, Bridget Fonda, we're going to put photos of you oh, all over the awful, internet. Right? It's really terrible, like, right? Leave that so poor you, woman alone. If you alone. gain weight or do anything like that, we're going to shame you all over the internet. But then if you get the filler or get the, you know, tummy tuck or whatever, we're going to talk about that shit too. But, you know, when you see these photos, oftentimes they're going to pick a miserable pic- mi- yeah. miserable image and people look unhappy and whatever. You know what Tom Cruise is doing this whole time that they're bitching about the filler? He's got a fucking smile ear to ear. Yeah. You know why? Because he just got off the plane with a woman and he flew that plane and then he got onto a motorcycle and he drove it. I and feel he like rules. if I were Tom Cruise, I would not stop smile. smiling. Smile. Um, especially filler, after Top Gun smile. Maverick. Um, he he's on top of the world. He also doesn't have so much Botox that he can't smile. Well, that's, that's good. clear. That's good. Anyway, I will I will get off my soapbox now. So are you going to be Tom Cruise or skinny women? <laughs> like, collectively? Man, I, did I not just make it clear that I would really like to be Tom Cruise? Okay. That's about right. as cool Fair as enough. it gets. I, I'll take Tom Cruise over skinny women. I just said it. Whoa, that sounded weird, though, didn't it? Um, Yikes. I mean... I'm having a lifestyle change. Weird or uncharacteristic. <laughs> take your pick. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's good that you finally figured that out and, you know, at, Here live. at, at your stage, um, uh, <laughs> th- that you finally, I'm only, I'm only a little bit in Tom Cruise's shadow, <laughs> really y'all it's, it's true. And I'm not driving a fucking motorcycle home. God damn it. Well, I mean, if you, if you did date Tom Cruise, it would be nice that he finally found somebody his own <laughs> Thanks. height. Thank you. Thank you. And, and age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks to Batwell Studios. Yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. And uh, why don't you visit us online at SidewalkFest.com right now to see what we're playing at the cinema. Get get yourself a ticket to it. And while you're there, get yourself a pass to the 25th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival coming up in downtown Birmingham at the end of August. You're going to want to get those passes now, folks, because prices will go up as the summer progresses. They're going up as we speak. As we speak. Get them now. You know, you, don't be you a scrub. really got to do it. Don't, y'all, don't email me or text me and ask for a pass. Go buy it. Yeah, I, I don't have any passes for you. Unless you're, you know. Tom Cruise? You know who you are. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise. There's a handful you, of people. Just email me. We will comp your pass to Sidewalk Tom Cruise. Only if you fly here. Even though you can fucking afford it. Man, well, could you imagine what if our opening night show was Tom Cruise lands a helicopter in the middle of Third Ave North? Well, that would be cool, but I think most of our our guests expect a film as well. So mm, I think if we do that, we don't need a film. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. We well, only, hey, we it's only, worth it's worth looking at. It takes the pressure off of selecting an opening yeah, I mean, night that film. That would be really, really, really helpful. Yeah. So Tom Cruise. We can just screen the Danger Zone music video, and then we all walk outside. Tom Cruise lands a helicopter. We done. Yeah, and he just waves, and then he gets back so, in the helicopter and flies puffy, away. That little puffy face, and we we done. Uh, Tom Cruise, if you're listening, podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Hit us day. up. Uh, we'll we'll work something out. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.